On this episode of Scammer Stories. I've tried to convince Joshua this person wasn't real. It was a scam. A mother loses her son on his way to meet his scammer. And he would have seen all the blood and everything from my son's skull being crushed in. My hope is that one of you will hear this story and have an idea on how this mother can find answers. Maybe someone even knows who's responsible. The problem is truck drivers could be anywhere in the country. And this mother hasn't gotten much traction from national media. Oh, he was a really good kid. He loved to draw, and he's a real good artist. He would draw pictures of crosses, and there was pictures that he would draw of his sister's baby. He loved to do yard work, and he was really outgoing. He could get around anywhere and not have a car. <laughs> it was just amazing. I said, well, how did he call me one time and said he was uh, in Las Vegas? And I said, what? How are you in Las Vegas? And he says, oh, caught a bus. Went to Las Vegas. Okay, so he was able to get to Las Vegas? How was he able to do that? He would uh, do some kind of odd job somewhere and get some money and get a ticket and take off to Vegas. He was out there for five years. And I told him, I said, I think it's time for you to come home, son. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. But he was just he he was just a really good kid. He loved to cook and he loved bonfires. Him and his stepdad would do bonfires and he loved bonfires and we had five acres. We had to get it cleaned up, you know, when we moved here because it was a little woody. And Joshua he'd help clean that up and he loved family get togethers. He'd like for us to get together and do cookouts and he was just, he really was a really good kid. And he was a handsome guy too, wasn't he? Oh yeah. All the girls were crazy about him. He did not have a problem with a girlfriend. (laughs) He had a problem with too many of them, but. (laughs) Okay. So what happened leading up to him walking that night? Well, he said that he was going to go to the casino and, uh, with a neighbor of ours. He knew that I did not like him going to Tulsa. He had been talking to this person. And then I, this person had told him that they wanted him to meet him at the casino. And I tried to convince Joshua this person wasn't real. It was a scam. But he was, Joshua was so desperately wanted to have a family and have children and everything, and he was just so gullible. And th- I tried to convince him that this person was from a, a third-world country. You know, I said, they sit around in tents or at tables or whatever they do, I said, and they just call people. I said, and they scam you. And I said, but I said, this is a scam. Because he let me read his text messages. And this person would tell him one minute that they were in Canada, and the next minute that they were in Africa. I said, Josh, I said, this is not for real. But I told him if he didn't go to the casino with our neighbor to be sure to let me know. And he said, okay, he would. And um, this neighbor didn't ever go. And before Joshua left that evening, he told me, his mom, you can call me anytime you want to call me. I promise you I will answer the phone. And I said, okay. And 
I tried calling him, and I called and I text and I called and I text and I wasn't getting any answer. I mean, I did that up until I don't know three, four o'clock in the morning, and uh, at five o'clock is when my mom and my sister come pulling up and called me and told me to open my gate and open my gate and everything. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, the house caught on fire. You know, I was thinking, you know, something happened over there. And I saw two sets of headlights. And I thought, boy, something really bad must have happened. They all came. And um, I stand there at the door open, and my mama came in, and then my sister came in. And then I seen a, a highway patrolman. And I thought, uh-uh, no highway patrolman's going to be coming to my house at 5 o'clock in the morning telling me anything good. And he came in, and I'm standing there, and I'm looking at him. I said, Joshua's dead, isn't he? And he just looked at me. I said, my son is dead, isn't he? And he finally says, yes, ma'am. And I don't remember what happened after that. I was told that, you know, I, I lost it. And today is the third year that he's been gone. Today is. You know, and the person that hit him, you know, why couldn't they have stopped? They know dang well that they hit somebody. There, There's no doubt about it. And I do know for a fact that when truck drivers hit something, they do stop. Maybe not right then, but they do stop, you know, to see what kind of damage they did to their truck. And he would have seen all of the blood and everything from the, my son's skull being crushed in in the back of his head. You know, there had to have been all this blood and, and everything. And, I mean, there was blood on his uh, shoes. There's blood. You know, I got a few things as of his back, I didn't get any. They didn't give me his clothes, but you know his personal things like his wallet and cell phone and headphones and things like that. But he might not have seen him. But when he hit him and kept driving, then he committed a crime. So you think it was a, you know? a truck? Yeah, they told us it was a semi truck. Okay. What other clues? Any other yeah. clues that you have that we can share? All we was told there was there was um, nobody out there on the highway on Highway 412 that night that seen anything, and they said that it was uh, from the indentions on you know, the damage done to my son's body that they could tell that it was a semi truck, and that the paint on his clothing was red. So we know it was a red semi-truck. But because of the time of night, there weren't any witnesses then? No. They said that um, they said they had people call in, but they said they didn't see anything. So where did he meet okay. this person online? I don't know. I mean, it was on through Facebook. You know, now you can do friend requests and what have you. That's how he came across this person. And was the person claiming 
that she was going to be at the casino? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I kept telling Joshua before that, uh, they're not for real. They're, they're scamming you, Bev. And it would make me mad because my son didn't have any money. He didn't have anything. You know, it would make me mad when they try to scam anybody. But he didn't have anything. So what do you think you're going to get out of him? And then on his phone, this stupid person cussing my son out next day. Where were you? And cussing him out and everything. Oh, and I got on there. And I said, listen to me. And I said some choice words. I said, my son is dead because of you. And then they proceeded to ask me for money. Oh, my God. And I just I just hung up. They actually got you on the phone or was this through messaging? Messaging. Mm. I just love to be able to find the person that, that killed my son and ask him, what were you doing? What were you doing in that truck? Were you on your phone or were you falling asleep? When the semi was coming down the road, uh, there was construction barrels. The semi driver hit the construction barrels. He was already going off the road. I don't know if he was on his phone, sleepy, whatever he was doing. And then my son was way up ahead, and that's when he hit my son. But he was already not paying attention or something was going on inside the cab with him before he hit my son because he'd hit these uh, construction barrels beforehand. The Cimarron Turnpike, you know, runs with Highway 412. Mm-hmm. The uh, cameras that the uh, toll booths have, and that, another semi-truck had went and hit that and knocked their cameras out. They knocked uh, the cameras out before that night? The truck that hit my son already came through, and there was another one later on that night that this is what they told us, that another truck knocked their cameras out because they kept saying they didn't have time to sit there and just watch. I said, well, I will. I have plenty of time. I said, I'll sit there until I see at what time, because I know that approximate time of my son's death, that truck went through until I could find the name, and I know it was red. That didn't pan through. They wouldn't give you the video? No, they claimed they didn't have one. Because the truck, okay, I'm just trying to understand. They claimed that a truck came through and hit the cameras after the crash, so the video was gone. Yeah, so oh. it had no video for me to watch. I could see if the truck went through before the crash and knocked out the cameras, but after, that doesn't make any sense. No, this is two different trucks. The truck that took out the cameras after your son was killed, right? Hmm. So they said that they didn't have no video, and uh, okay. Because I was willing to go and sit and watch them. But they said that they didn't have video of it. And I called every trucking company that I could think of that had red trucks. And I have a page that's uh, Justice for Josh at Joshua David Bremen. And I had people telling me, well, this company has red trucks and this company has red trucks. And they'd give me the names the trucking company, and then I'd Google it and get the phone number, and I'd call them and see if they had a fleet of red trucks and stuff like that. And none of that ever pinned out. But. Yeah, you think it would be rather easy for investigators to track down which trucking companies had trucks going through Tulsa on that road on that night with a red truck. Yeah, I thought it would have been. But this is the 
doing today's the third year and we still we're, we still have no clue to or any leads to anything and i think it's ridiculous i mean as you know that toll gates have cameras and the people that saw the accident said it was too dark they couldn't see the name of the trucking company what's it like for you now then when you see a red semi oh uh, it frustrates me. And now when my husband and I do go anywhere, I scan the roads for red semi-trucks. I can't enjoy my trip because I'm too busy trying to spot red semi-trucks and write down names to the company. And it's just been like a big hole in my heart ever since. He was my oldest son. I have three children. And he was my oldest son. I have a daughter that's the oldest, but my he was my oldest son. And then I have another son. And um, it's just a hole in my heart that only he can feel. I mean, I love my other two children with all my heart, but he's got a special place there, you know, that's, that's missing. And, and this time of the month is the worst time of the month for me because it's close to when... I lost him, but he that night before he was going out, he he made us a dinner. First, he was out in the yard working for hours. You know, I was watching him out the window, and he was a really hustling it because he was a go getter. I mean, he was always on the go, and he was out there stacking bricks and cutting grass and loading stuff up in the little wagon and pulling it with the riding on mower. And then he come in the house, and I thought, boy, he's got to be tired by now. And he came in, and it was getting later in the evening, and he made me and my husband dinner. And like I said, he was a really good cook, and he made us dinner. And then he got in the shower and got cleaned up, and he always called my my husband uh, Pop. He'd go, pop, 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 when he was in the mirror uh, shaving his face, and David we lived in an RV at the time, so the restroom was right there, and uh, David and I were just cracking up laughing, and uh, and he was in such good spirits, and then he's talking about going to the casino with our neighbor, and a couple hours later, I looked out, and I saw that the neighbor's car was still there, and I thought, huh, and so I called Joshua, and I said, what are you doing? He says, oh, nothing. He says, trying to get Carl to go to the casino. And I said, well, if you don't go to the casino and you don't go anything anywhere with Carl, you make sure that you call me and you come back home. And he says, okay. Well, he knew how bad I did not like him going to Tulsa. So, but he did tell me that he'd call, if I called him, he would answer my call. And so when I went to call him around 1130, I didn't get any answer, and so I kept going back and forth between calling and texting, and then I just got to where I just kept calling. I quit texting. I just kept calling and calling and calling, but I never got an answer. How long of a walk was it from your house to the casino? Oh, my gosh. From where we live to get into Tulsa is 40 miles, and that's just into the city limits of Tulsa. Then to go on off over to Riverside, on his message I saw where he said, "Is I'm not going to get there until in the morning," because he said he was walking. 
I wonder why a scammer would want him to go to the casino. Well, he went to the casino one time. This has been a while back. He got jumped. Oh, no. Uh, he got jumped, and and he called me, and he said, Mom, will you come get me? And I said, sure. Well, I said, where are you at? And he told me, and I went after him, and and then I asked him what I got after I got him. I said, "What? What's wrong? What happened?" And he said that he had gotten jumped. I said, "Joshua, I said, stop going to these places. I said, just stay at home. I said, stay. I know it gets boring out here. I said, I know you to get bored. I said, but just stay at home. I said, every now and then, me and your stepdad will take you to the casino if you're wanting to play." I said, the one out here by our house. I said, and something was taking off on your own. Because he worried me to death when he'd take off on his own because I didn't know where he was at. I didn't know what was happening unless he called me, you know. I don't know what the stupid person's game plan was. I put Joshua's page on the Scammer Stories Facebook page because I noticed there are a lot of similar pages and it can be kind of hard to find. You can also email me at scammerstories at gmail.com. Scammer Warriors, until next time.